are listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts Aaron Walker, Heather Dyer, and Sarah Soma Sundaram. What's cooking, ladies? Hi, y'all. This is Ryan from the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm just a guy that loves slow-smoked Southern barbecue. I love eating it. I love cooking it, and I really love talking about it. I want to help grow the barbecue culture here in Alberta. This podcast is a great way for me to share the stories of the people involved in the barbecue community, like restaurant operators and competitive barbecue cooks. Along the way, I also visit with other folks like farmers, distilleries, breweries, and anything of interest to barbecue people. A new episode comes out every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep on smoking, folks. Welcome to today's episode of Three Kitchens. My name is Erin Walker, and I'll be walking you through <laughs> this come, wicked recipe. How come that's <laughs> never been said before? I don't know. Yeah. I'm that's so a new one. Perfect. And I am joined here with my hilarious and wonderful co-hosts, Heather Dyer and Sarah Soma Sundrum. Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 So, Sarah, you had a little something you wanted to share with us. So recently I signed up for, I guess, a streaming service called Hulu. And Hulu is actually just open to Americans. But if you as a Canadian want to know how to get that done, just ask your techie, savvy friends and they'll get you hooked up and enough said. That's all I'm saying about that part. But... I started watching this show that I had heard about Gordon. So Gordon Ramsay, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Gordon, Gino and Fred. And they're three chefs, actually they're two chefs. And the one guy is a, is, he's a bartender, I guess. Like he okay. drinks. Like is that, is there a word for, there must be a word for that. Yeah. I think it's like a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but like he studies it and a mixologist. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You know, you got to make it sound a little nicer. And he's also like, so Fred is from France, Gino's from Italy and Gordon's from England. So they have these very, you know, oh, yes. proud moments. Oh, sorry. Gordon's from Scotland actually. So they have these very like, you know, like country pride and, and a lot of like, you know, representing their culture. So they all three rent this camper and they start um, exploring countries. So one one country would be Greece, then they explore their home countries, and then they even got to the States and they oh, piss a cool. lot of people off with the way they drive, right? Because it's <laughs> this huge camper, especially in European streets and stuff like that. Anyone who's driving a rent-a-camper is pissing off everybody on the roads. <laughs> That's, and I'm, I'll end my rant there. <laughs> it's just so funny because Gino's like the real eccentric guy who likes to like take his clothes off and be nude as much as possible and then there's gordon who's like completely no no like with swimming and like oh he's the italian at the beach in the bright pink fluorescent thong no he doesn't have a thong that's the french guy the french guy has the thong um (laughs) or the bright fluorescent whatever really tight speedo and then gordon's of course like over covered up because he's like the uptight Scottish guy and it's just so funny and they go around cooking and they also learn about like the the real pride of each country so like you know like things that you never would have thought 
about like truffles from Greece mm. or what they do with even learning more about um, scotch from Scotland, right? Like it's quite cool. And then they, they take all these ingredients and then they cook something in the end with it. And Fred then makes a drink with it. Mm. And wow. all I could think about was like, wow, three of us should get into a camper. I wonder how that would play out <laughs> and who would be who and who would be mainly naked most of the time. I'm thinking none and of who us. who would be fully clothed. I'm pretty sure that my bathing suit is more conservative than some people's shorts. So... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, we should go yeah. on a road trip. We should make yeah. this like a tour. Yeah, and record and the whole thing because it's hilarious. Like the the last episode I watched, um, I think Gino made breakfast and Gordon Ramsay thought it was shit and threw it out of the camp. <laughs> <laughs> but he did not oh, no. use the word donkey. So oh, it's very cute. And there are, I think, a couple of free episodes on YouTube. Oh, so if okay. you guys have a chance, it's really cute. That yeah. does sound like fun. Is yeah, there anything better out. than a road trip and then food with it? Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. That's Traveling exactly and what food. That sounds like so much fun, Sarah. I love that. <laughs> it was fun. But I did have to say that they went to the States and they tried a cannabis uh, oh, yeah. meal. Mm -hmm. And so with this meal, there was THC and there was CBD. Is that? Yes. I have that right? So they were putting like drops of THC on their food, depending on how, how, how would you say, like seasoned they were with cannabis, right? Right. And so Gordon Ramsay, who's, I guess, not seasoned, uh, put like maybe half a drop, but Gino put like 12. And usually people stop at around six, five or six. Oh. And it was, oh my God, so funny. So funny. <laughs> I think if any one of them could have pulled that off, it was Gino, because he's remained funny but even funnier. Oh my God. <laughs> that was really cute. That's, That's really the kind cute. of thing I would watch other people do, but would yeah. never want to do myself. <laughs> like, you say that and then you end I up at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Aaron's going to cook us something that does not have any um, drugs in it. Perhaps. This is a mind altering drug that you're going to be consuming <laughs> <laughs> because it is so much carbs. It is going to be carbs with carbs. <laughs> I am going to be diving back into my cookbook called A Cook's Tour of Italy. And I am making something that I know Heather has been asking, talking, <laughs> dreaming about during her afternoon naps. I wouldn't go that far, but I am very intrigued by this sound of this recipe. This thing <laughs> okay. is like holy richness. Okay, so it is penne pasta in timbale, lucha style. Okay, I only understood two words out of that, so. Uh -huh. Style and penne pasta. <laughs> Here's what I'm doing. I'm making pasta, a really creamy bechamel sauce. Right. And then I'm baking it all in a pie crust. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's so it's crazy. It is crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't even pasta know where to begin pie. with this. It's pasta yeah. in pie. And for all the nerds out there who want to celebrate Nerd Day with me, March 14th or 314, we call Pie Day. P 
pi mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the value of pi mm -hmm. in math is 3.14. So <laughs> <laughs> she's making her excited ah, face. Huh? Everybody get excited. Okay, so uh, this is my extreme pie day recipe. It's extreme. When you say you're making pasta, are you making it from scratch or are you cooking up some pasta? Don't even, why would you even put that in her head? Hey, you know, <laughs> that's a valid question. We're talking about Aaron Walker. It's here. true, but she might not have thought about it. Now she'd be like, oh, oh, now crap. that you mention it. No, uh, I am simply just cooking up All right. some. Hey, no judging. I, I'm not judging you for it. <laughs> just curious. I don't think I want to, you know, if it was anything other than like a penne pasta, I don't know. That sounds complicated to make. Oh, you got to yeah, like roll it. That. Right. You need more stuff. That's true. That, that word called time. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, thanks. Well, for another episode, you can make us some of that. No, thanks. <laughs> putting that on your plate. I love it. As long just, as plant, just planting seeds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, not making penne. But I am making uh, tomato sauce. Uh, the tomato sauce is going to have some ground beef in it. Mm, meat. Ah, uh, yes. So there's. Don't worry. It's all in here. <laughs> there's meat. There's wine in the pasta sauce. Mm. Then I'm also going to be making this. It says bechamella sauce, mm -hmm. and that is butter, flour, half and half, salt, pepper, and a little bit of nutmeg. Mm -hmm. You're going to cook some pasta. Stir it into your pasta sauce. Put that all into your pie crust. Cover it with cheese and bechamel sauce, mm -hmm. then a topping crust. So you're mm -hmm. the double crust mm -hmm. pie. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to bake in your oven and allow it to rest for four or five minutes before cutting into wedges. Oh, I wonder if it holds together. I have this vision of it sort of like being real saucy and like soft. So I wonder if it... It could or, be like pasta soup or or like a chicken pot pie. You mean it could be like a yeah. chicken pot pie texture or it could be like a pumpkin pie, like everything or yeah. mince yeah. pie. Yeah, like to cut it into a wedge makes mm -hmm. it sound as though it'll hold its shape. So that's mm -hmm. interesting. This is mm. quite the Show us a recipe. picture of what, what you yeah, see in a the picture? book. Oh, this is my picture. book with no pictures. Oh, look with no pictures. What was the other thing you made out of this book for us before? My focaccia came oh, out right, of here, and then right. there's a lentil soup mm, in here that mm -hmm. I like. Yeah, super yummy. Uh, the author, Joe Famularo, toured around Italy going to all these restaurants and just kind of writing out menus from different places and developing recipes of those menus or, or talking to the people that were there and getting their recipes. And right. so it's kind of like a road trip through Italy. There's That's a whole cool. bunch of different parts and I yeah. kind of like reading it like a book. Mm -hmm. What part of Italy is a pasta pie from? Did he say ah, in his story? This is from the Jewels of Tuscany. Tuscany. Oh. And is it a traditional thing they eat there or is it something that some chef somewhere came up with and Oh, let me read you the little yip-yap at the beginning here. This is a typical dish from Lucha. That is country style. A good hearty dish that is served as a first course, or it can be enjoyed as a main dish. First course to wow. <laughs> what is following? A, <laughs> yeah. A pasta in a pie. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, I'm is, full. I can't yeah. eat my main. <laughs> 
So this is where you get the Italian grandmother who just keeps serving you more serving and more food, food yeah. and more food. Put some meat on that bone, those bones. Yeah. yeah. He wrote this as his first course meal. In addition, there was also veal scallops with ham and sage. Uh, then the owner's roasted cauliflower and broccoli, followed by a peach cobbler and purple plum ice cream. You mean this is like a five-course meal that he like said, oh, it would be good to put together? This was the menu when he went to this restaurant. It must be small portions, right? Like we're talking about a small piece of pie and a small... In Europe, they usually are. It says it serves six to eight people, and it is not a small amount of food. Half a pound of pasta. How do you fit that much pasta in the pie shell? Like, how deep is this pie plate you need to have? That is a good question. I have not looked further to see. <laughs> you better check. <laughs> it's cooked in a roasting pan or something. I'm going like to need a new dish, oven, guys. Deep dish pizza. <laughs> Um, did he give you a crust recipe as well? Yes. Okay. Oh, he says it'll be in a nine inch baking pan. So like a pie plate is not as deep. I have a feeling this might be more along the lines of ugly delicious when I get done with it. <laughs> you don't know. It might be beautiful. I'm going to probably make this in my square baking, nine inch baking dish mm -hmm. that is deeper. Yeah. And right. that's what I make my chicken pot pie in. And right. I have to say, like, I make a pretty ugly chicken pot pie because I just I make everything and toss it together and I, I do nothing nice to fold the crust or make it look pretty. Sarah's wincing as I say this. No, I am not. <laughs> See how I was not even like not even changing expression. You're I not going to cut out shapes or like <laughs> lattice work with your pastry on the top of your pie and the, the flag of Italy. Maybe I have or... tools. I have tools. So I think we're done with this half of the recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you're not boring anything. Because I'm not getting talked into any insanity from you two. Because I do enough of that. She's um, already skipping out on making pasta. Now she's not yeah. even making it look pretty. Like, yeah. what's happening? It's February. She's tired. <laughs> Listen, okay. if we make it to Tuesday, kids and listeners, the, yes. the kids are home for a five-day long, long five-day. Extremely period. lengthy <laughs> so. period of time. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's, uh, I might not make the prettiest pasta pie here, but I think it's going to be a tasty, delicious way to carb load yourself up. Go forth. I'm you very... make the pie. I'll, I'll be Fred and I'll make the drink. Just keep your clothes on. Whoever's the nudist. I can't remember who, which one wasn't now. Fred, but he's close. Oh. He's French. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just assume Sarah's going to be the nudist here. No. <laughs> no. See you on pie day. Cold drafts, flickering lights, and where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Roomies Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Roomie will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit roomie.ca. That's R-U-M-I. .ca and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. All right, we're we're back. We've got this pasta pie dealio. We've, we've got <laughs> pasta pie bellies. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I want to jump right into to talking about how it was made. So many comments about the actual dish itself. I know. Okay, let's see if we can do this. Okay, <laughs> so I made my own tomato sauce. Nice. It mm-hmm. was a little bit of a laborious process. After cooking up all the tomatoes, onions, celery, salt and pepper, tomato paste, and then it says pass it through a food mill. I don't know about you. I don't have a food mill. What is a food so mill? So I googled what is a food mill and how do I substitute it? Okay. It's something that grinds and strains. Mm-hmm. Oh. So if you don't have a food mill, the suggestion is blend it and pass it through a sieve. Right. Okay. Holy moly, that took a lot of time. Putting just about anything through a sieve takes time. Pretty much anything through sieve. And like you had to sit there and like massage it through yeah. like a spoon. I used a spatula. I blended it all up really good. I passed it through the sieve. I then took the remains that were left in the sieve and blended them up again and then passed them through the sieve again. Oh, so it wow. took okay. it took a whole bunch of time because I needed it wanted two to three cups of tomato sauce. So I ended up getting about three cups. So it was great. Mm-hmm. And instead of using canned tomatoes, I used fresh tomatoes despite being very plain because there was no other seasoning in it just Mm. salt and pepper celery onion tomatoes sugar tomato paste it was tasty so this was from the same cookbook everything came from this one recipe in this cookbook so it's got everything detailed out in it so after you've made your tomato sauce you fry up your ground beef and then you add it into this strained sauce with some wine and you cook it for about 40 to 45 minutes is what they said let it simmer and then finish it with a tablespoon of butter and then season to taste with salt. Okay. Mm. Really yummy. I quite liked this tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, yeah. again, plain, but tasty. I didn't find a whole bunch of it in the pasta coming through with the flavor because I think there were so many other flavors going on. There was one predominant flavor, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing I want to talk about. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get through this as fast as possible. Okay, then you... No. <laughs> You make your pastry for the pie shell. Right. In my entire time of cooking for the last 20 years that I've been cooking, I have only ever used one pie pastry recipe. Mm-hmm. Same okay. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got it memorized. I know exactly how to make it, how it works, how it comes together. So I decided instead of using my tried and trusted pie recipe, I would use this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Oh, I know. I know why you are. <laughs> I know why you're laughing. This pastry, okay, it could be good with something else. I did not like it in this. For the pastry, <laughs> okay, I got to remove my opinions out of this because right. I have such a strong, like, Rrr. okay, so my pastry that I typically make is flour, salt, water, butter. Four right. things. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the pastry I make. It works for everything. Mm -hmm. It is flaky. It's crispy. I love it. So you make this pastry. It has flour, sugar, very little salt, butter, two eggs, and lemon zest. Y'all following me with that? (laughs) Yeah. Does it sound (laughs) like anything like the other pastry I make? No. Okay. Can I tell you what I know? I'm just (laughs) dying to talk about this pastry. No. Just give me the cue when you want me to say what I thought. (laughs) Okay. This pastry, I think, would be great for a sweet pie. This pastry did not work for a savory pie. Heather, how did you feel about this pastry? (laughs) 
I thought this pastry was a wonderful sugar cookie. Yeah, right? (laughs) That's why I gave you that piece. (laughs) So our listeners know when I finished making the pie, I had some dough left over. So I rolled it out and just crudely cut it into some pieces and tossed it in the oven and baked it. I don't even know for how long. I seriously, it was just like opening and closing the door and shaking the pan until it looked done. And I took it out and I was like, these look like delicious little cookies. The whole time I was making, it had half a cup of sugar in this pie dough. And I was like, Mm. this is messed up. I need to know what this dough (laughs) tastes like on its own. (laughs) After I baked the pie, I had to bake up this leftover dough to see what it tasted like. And that's why I packed you these little like cookie slabs. Yes. I thought, what is this extra piece of something she gave us? It looked like a, like just a cut off piece of a rolled out cookie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this must be from the pastry. Clearly she's not making cookies too. So I <laughs> eat it and I'm like, this is one of the best lemony sugar cookies yeah. I've ever had. It was really it was, good. It was sweet and lemony and tasty, but yeah. what the what is this with a savory <laughs> pie? You don't put no. meat and pasta in with sugar cookie. <laughs> It was so weird. So weird. I did not like that flavor combination (laughs) at all. So I kept eating, I kept eating the pie that you gave and I kept thinking, oh, some of that sugar cookie must have crumbled into this pie because there's something (laughs) sweet in here. And like, I couldn't figure out for the longest time, what is the sweet stuff? So I was like deconstructing it. I'm like, is it the sauce? Is it that little... Is it that little white creamy? Oh yes, the white bechamel. The bechamel, or was it like the past? I was like, oh, <laughs> took me a while. <laughs> oh, you're like, why is this lemony? What? Like my husband was. We shared the pie because he oh, ate okay. the, the bechamel because I wasn't really. So I did try it, but I I didn't want to eat too much of it. And he was like, this is a very lemony uh, pasta. (laughs) This is very strange. He liked it. He kept eating it, but he was like, I don't understand the combination. I actually didn't mind the combination. I didn't either. Like as a whole, I thought it was interesting. I would call it As a whole, it was kind of nice like because it cut the lemony sweetness, cut through that fattiness of the everything else. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, know that I'd eat it again, but it wasn't bad. I don't think yeah. I'd eat I think it I again. I would use a different crust for sure <laughs> oh, next yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. I would like to have used, yeah, my good old pie crust that I always make. Because <laughs> this one I was like, what is, what is this? I wonder why why the recipe has a sweet crust like that. Doesn't say anything about it. No, who used to know? And then probably different families do it different ways, right? I, I assume might like so. A, some might like a sweeter crust. Some might like a more savory one. Or if I it's a regional this, thing, maybe. Maybe or a family thing, even like stuffing. Like it could just be a family thing. Yeah, the pastry. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I would like to try this pastry though with like a sweet pie. Because I kind of liked yeah. how it was a cookie. It I would like good. to try this with a sweet pie. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to try and make a cherry pie with that crust. Because mm. I think that would be yum. Yeah, that would. Because cherries are a little bit tart. That's you don't right. want something that's like uber sweet filling yeah, yeah, with the yeah, sweet yeah. crust. Oh, I think that'd be great. Agreed, agreed. Because it's pie day. So we have to have more oh, right. pie. Yeah. And then, so I made the bechamel sauce. I used sour cream in it. So it mm. was totally sour cream. I think I could have put way less of the bechamel sauce in. I thought it was, there was way too much of that in my opinion as well. Mm, I thought it was good. You know, what would have balanced it out is maybe more of that tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could have been right. 
saucier with the with the tomato sauce. I like the tomato sauce. I yeah, would make that was, yeah, just that was really with pasta. Like that mm-hmm. sounds even though it's labor intensive, I think there must be something in that process that makes it a good sauce because yeah. I thought that was the part of it that I could get out of it. Yeah, it was really tasty. Was really I really good. liked that tomato sauce. I would give this another try. I would do my own um, change up on things. I think I would take out the bechamel sauce. I didn't think it added anything. And my children are, for some reason, terrified of anything white sauce wise when it comes to food. <laughs> so as soon as they saw it, it was immediately rejected. I think well, they took a small look... bite and they were like, oh, this is the grossest thing ever. So really? I was like, oh, oh great. <laughs> so it was immediately rejected in my house. <laughs> Oh, what did your husband think? Uh, he was like, well, I don't think you could have done a better job making it. I was like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> I like the, well, and then the, the voice goes, hi, and then you know where it's going. <laughs> exactly. He said it. It tastes okay when it, we had some leftovers because, again, it was rejected by, by the family. And he was like, I don't think I want to eat this as leftovers. And I said, mm-hmm. it's okay. I don't think I do either. <laughs> No, we ate it the next day. That's right. Um, I was going to ask how that went for you. Yeah. And I put it in the oven to warm it up and it was a bit dry. I would Mm. say that it doesn't maybe, I think it'd be better right out of the oven. Right. When the sauce was probably creamier. I don't think the bechamel Uh, held up. It didn't make it. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if I was to make this again, I would take out that sauce. I would put more of the tomato sauce in. You would completely take out the bechamel sauce? I think oh, so, Oh, because of yeah. your family. Okay, because Yeah, because my kids just hate it. I would just put the cheese. There was bechamel and then there was cheese sprinkled on top. And then it the crust went on and then it baked. I think okay. just putting the cheese on top. I would do more of the tomato sauce because I liked that tomato sauce a lot. And, yeah. and then I would keep my mm-hmm. pastry dough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because for me, a pastry has to be kind of salty and flaky, not sweet and crunchy. The way I make it, it's one and a quarter cup of flour, a quarter teaspoon of salt, a third a cup of butter, and about a quarter cup of water, cold water to bring it together. But I mean, again, that's just kind of, it should be a crumbly mess in the bowl that looks like it's never going to come together. (laughs) And then you pop it out on your counter, you press it around a couple times, and then you have a dough you can roll out and... Look at that. She does know it by heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the measurements. I thought oh, she was yeah. going to be like, it's by nope. feel and you just a pinch of this and a little of that. You'll know when you know, you know how people, when they just instinctively know a recipe and they say like, well, you'll just know. You'll just mm-hmm. know. It's like BS. <laughs> and again, I keep my butter cold in the fridge and then I grate mm-hmm. it and mix it in. Mm-hmm. And this, that's my, again, I've only ever used one And that's a single crust. So I guess if you want to make a double crust, because this has the crust on top. Oh, gotcha. It's two and a quarter cup flour, two thirds of a cup of butter, half a teaspoon of salt, and about half a cup of water. Ooh, a good fast math. Can you hear the clapping? (laughs) Mental math. (laughs) I had my coffee this morning and I can still add numbers. (laughs) I've had my coffee and I would not have been able to do that that fast. No, me either. Nope. Honestly, it was more off of memory than math because honestly, this is the only pie crust I ever make. Right. Ever. Yeah. Well, this was so interesting and I was so curious about it. I'm really glad you made it because I think it's such a unique sort of recipe. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that this sort of recipe would be great for like in the fall, you know, with the first mm. snowfall when it first gets cold and it's one of those, I think it's a good comfort yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. When you want that big bowl of carbs or yeah. whatever, yeah. like you, yeah. or if you're going to go run a marathon tomorrow and you <laughs> yeah. have to carb load, <laughs> this is the meal that is going to give you all the carbs that you ever want. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's kind of fun to do something different, a little bit out there for exactly. We had a pasta Pasta pie. pie, So it's fun to say. Exactly. (laughs) A pasta pie pie baked in a cookie. I, again, it's so weird. (laughs) No, it was fun. I had so much fun making this. Mm -hmm. It's been something we've talked about for so long, but yeah. I feel like no matter what it came out of, I think I might have been a little bit disappointed just because the hype had been there for so long. (laughs) But overall, I think you could bake pasta in a pie crust and it's a totally worthy meal for pie day or any other day. (laughs) Good job, Erin. Yes, really fun. fun. Thank you for uh, joining me on this journey. And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us.